Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, January 7th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adiola. And joining me, we have Greg Miller. Hi, everybody. It's Greg. me, Greg Miller. How are you doing, man? I'm good. It's weird to be on this side of the table. Yeah, I was going to say, have you I've ever co-hosted? I have, and I know ah, the name is escaping me. The best friend who sends in all the stats has mm-hmm. counted how many times I've been on the other side. It's usually, yeah, like Andrea, I think I did it once with. Where I, I was coming in late, so she needed uh, to like actually yeah. drive the show and get everything prepared. Interesting. But this is gonna be a regular occurrence now. Really? Want, I want you getting swings with the bat. You know what I mean? Like Man. we got. I, I want to break it up. This is your show too, blessing. Man, it feels weird. Yeah. To be honest, it feels odd. It's like it's got to be great because you know we picked you picked you from obscurity. Okay, Beast. <laughs> nobody had heard of him. <laughs> right? You and Alex Van Aken out there panhandling at pack shows. Oh, Please yeah. <laughs> give us some money, some food. And here we get, we brought you. We tossed you the keys to the Cadillac. We said just drive it, baby. Man, and now I'm here. Yeah. P.S. I love you. Episode uh, one uh, One for volume two is out, right? Yeah. 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 It's it's crazy to see the reaction of it. That's out right now. Podcast super positive. Yeah. People have been super great. It's been awesome to see. What did you think doing the show with me? I thought it was. I thought it was really fun. Like I really enjoyed it. Felt super natural. Um, or super like super natural. (laughs) (laughs) There were like ghosts coming through. Exactly. Um, Exactly. But it felt you know laid back, and I think it's. It's the kind of podcast that I think very much complements what KFGD is right. and what uh, Gamescast is. Yeah, I thought because- that yesterday was a great sh- a day of shows yes. where Games Daily was so topical. Here's the stories. Here's what we're talking about. Here's yeah. what it is. And then P.S. I Love You was two hours of us rambling yeah. and just, deciding yeah, to play Peace Walker. Games. Okay, yeah, we're going to play. We're, we've committed to play Peace Walker on PS3, which Barrett, you're in for, right? Now Barrett's out, apparently. I never agreed Kevin's to in, it. though. Kevin Kevin's got the PS3. He got, he's got him right Wait, over do there. Do you have him with you? Of course he does. You think Kevin's oh joking around God. when he says he's got two PS3s ready to go for Peace Walker? Oh my God, dude! We're playing Peace Walker. Go. We're playing Peace Walker. If everybody. you want to know what we're talking about, uh, go listen to the first episode of PS I Love You XO XO Volume Two. That's available right now, and it comes out every Tuesday at six right, a.m. Right. Yeah, that correct? Right. That show's back. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, back, it's back, Kev. That's <laughs> what you were. Yeah, we asked you the fever dream you had of us going for two and a half hours. That's what it was about. Oh yeah, podcast services around the globe. Today's stories include a new PS5 logo, which released right after PS XOXO. As it always does. Um, an upcoming Nintendo Direct and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, my laptop locks up. Here we go. Uh, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't, if you don't want to watch live, you can catch us later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching Kind of Funny Games daily. To be part of the show, head to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, where bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad free. Now it's time for some housekeeping. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Muhammad Muhammad. Today we're brought to you by Mint Mobile, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have eight stories today. A bigger dozen. And we're damn right. We're starting with PlayStation. The CES what a surprise. roundup. A surprise. Um, this is coming from Eddie over at GameSpot. Sony's CES 2020 briefing brought with it some PlayStation 5 news. Though it wasn't much, Sony's Jim Ryan appeared on stage to reveal the PlayStation 5 logo now bear i'm gonna have you bring it up there it uh, is wow, if wow. Any, could we have guessed 
Could anybody have guessed? Crazy how ambitious they went with it. And that's the thing is I know the deeper people get into PS I Love You, mm-hmm. XOXO, Volume 2, Episode 1, they're going to get into where we got to the point of, oh, don't forget CES is tonight. Yeah. And I said I was taking an educated guess and gamble that nothing really big was going to happen. Yeah. And I know people, some people, some smarks out on the internet are going to throw this in my face. That, oh, well, they, this is not a big deal. I mean, technically... You're, you were wrong. I was right. This is right. No, who cares? Technically, this is a new thing. I can't remember I didn't the exact say. Wording. I didn't say. Exactly. I didn't say nothing was going to happen. Okay. I just said nothing big enough to, for us to hold the show was going to happen. Big, it's the thumbnail of the fucking episode, so it didn't work. It worked out in everybody's favor. Don't worry. But yeah, this is this, the PS5 logo is what we all kind of predicted. I've been, seeing, I've been seeing people have some negative opinions about the logo, which I don't get. The negative opinions, I think, are based on the fact that it doesn't look that much different, and yeah. it's a weird thing to announce when it's not that much different, but it gets away from making it look like piss, which was the big concern. If the, oh, if the yeah. five looked more like an S, yeah. then it looks like piss. Okay, I can see I, I can see what that how that would turn yeah. out. Um, but, you know, Ryan continues, or uh, uh, Eddie hey. continues in the article, says, Ryan also spoke briefly about some of the features of the PlayStation 5, including 3D audio, sound, adaptive triggers for the new controller, a faster SSD to improve loading times, as well as ray tracing and an ultra HD blue, Blu-ray drive. Woo! Now, from what I understand, right, the Blu-ray drive is news. When that happened live, Tim was like, oh, finally. And I was like, yeah. oh, we didn't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't pay because, attention to that. Because we've been waiting for this for a while. We thought it would be a UHD Blu-ray for uh, the PS4 Pro. Did they yeah. do that? No. no. That was, Xbox I remember that. One yeah. X do it? Yeah, why? I don't get it. So it's nice that all of the 4K Blu-rays I've been saving up for like the last like year and a half will not go to waste with the PS5. How often are you watching a Blu-ray though? You know, a lot. Yeah, I feel like a we're lot, getting to the right? point where everything's just gonna be digital. Right. Be when I want that nice Netflix. quality without the streaming like weirdness, I want that 4K Blu-ray. Greg, it's ninety hmm. percent of the, like the only thing I do with my Xbox. Huh? huh. Yeah, Greg. So suck on that. Wow. Interesting. That hurts. That hurts. But I feel, I feel like this all kind of falls in line with kind of what we were talking about yesterday at PS Love You, where we were like, oh, yeah, this will probably be, if they bring up PlayStation, it'll prob- probably be retreading exactly. what they've already Here's uh, shown. a little breadcrumb, right, in terms mm-hmm. of the logo. Here's a breadcrumb in terms of the Blu-ray yeah. drive. I, I am surprised they didn't do the Spider-Man demo that they've talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, okay, here's the loading time on PS4, where it's like 15 seconds fast travel. Okay, here it is on PS5. See, even that would seconds. get me more excited than the logo. Yeah. Right? And even yeah. that, then the Blu-ray drive. And I think that's why you don't do it there because the CES audience not necessarily is, you know, the video game type. Mm-hmm. They're the type who wants to see the new camera that they debuted, if you remember, at CES yesterday with Ecto-1 footage. So I was all about it. And then they debuted in a weird electric car at the end that everybody was making fun of. Interesting. I did not catch any of it, and so I did not know they yeah. did, did any of that. I don't even know if it's electric. They just debuted a car at the end. I'm pretty sure it's electric, but who the hell cares? Ryan concluded his game. segment by saying <coughs> further specifics about the PlayStation 5, including the game lineup and other features, will be announced at a later date. If history is any indication, Sony may share more PlayStation 5 news soon. As you remember, Sony officially announced the PlayStation 4 back in February 2013, one month after CES that year greg when do you expect us to get more we talked about this yesterday a little bit right of like i don't know if february is as much of a lock as everybody's making it out to be yeah i really do feel these wired articles stepped in and served the purpose of go back and watch the february presentation because i did recently Mm -hmm. and it is cerny up there giving you the very specific nitty-gritty nerdy stuff about what's under the hood and what they can do with it it's not Hey, here's the official name. Hey, here's the. Well, it was actually was wasn't it? Yeah, the official name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think yeah, they talked it about was PlayStation. PlayStation 4, it's not. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not. Here's the box. Here's the price. Yeah. Here's the games. Mm-hmm. It was very much like it's called PlayStation Four. This is what it can do. Blah blah. blah. We've already had that through the Wired articles. So yeah. now you're just waiting for the big top. You're waiting for what would be their E3. Mm-hmm. And the question is, do they do that at E3 or do they do it somewhere else? Yeah. 
Yeah. Number two, there's a new Nintendo Direct. Nice try, buddy. You skipped the third image, the most important image. Oh, all these right. stats. Are you kidding me? This you're is right. the other nerdy thing that I thought was cool. Bear in the link. You there will be the uh, PlayStation Five hardware features, um, which we kind of already talked about. Um, but yeah, the 3D audio design, haptic feedback, all that stuff. Um, and then there's another image, which I guess isn't in this article, but uh, the PS4 stats. Yeah, you might be able to find that if you search. Yeah, um, actually, I can I can shortcut you to it right away. Go to Brittany Bromrocker's Twitter. She put it up there. Because I remember we were all reacting live last night, watching it through it or whatever. Uh, but yeah, 106 million PlayStation 4s sold. Now, That's did sold we not through. already have that number? It was 100 last time, right? Okay. Wasn't it? And even it was. if it wasn't, it goes on beyond that of 1.15 billion. 1.15 billion PlayStation 4 games sold. That's wild. 5 million PlayStation VR units sold. That's an updated number for sure. Mm-hmm. 103 million monthly active users on the PSN. And then 38.8 million PlayStation Plus subscribers. Mm. Those are some juggernaut numbers. Yeah, right those there. are crazy numbers. So, like, on average, a uh, PlayStation 4 owner owns 10 games. You're talking about the attach rate there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's you, 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 you probably have a better head for math than I do. So yeah. I will say yes. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like about. that's a little low, you know? You think so? Yeah. I, I think that is going to happen when you have a system that sells this well. Because mm. okay. you've, you've broken through. It's not yeah. like how we used to... Like, remember the Vita attach rate we always talk about was crazy. Because mm. like the people who bought Vitas were us. Yeah, and they were nerdy yeah. people who wanted yeah. their visual novels yeah, and Persona games, games and everything else. Right? Whereas here, I imagine, it, it, I guess it does make sense for a lot of the, uh, kids out there buying their PS4 Slims to play Fortnite and shit right. like that. Exactly, okay. exactly, okay. right. It's that. Mm-hmm. It, it is the fact that there are. Is, is, and correct me if I'm wrong. Is it your dad plays the show as well? I think it's somebody no. else's father. There's somebody else around here whose father plays games and like he owns it for one game. My my dad, uh, I think, still plays the N64 baseball game. Okay, that, yeah. that's fair. So I like that. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I will say the five million for PSVR, even though it's a it's a good number, but kind of sad to be a bit that that more people don't own PSVR since that's like a whole platform with games for it. I agree. I wish PlayStation VR was more prevalent, but I still think they're super happy with five million. Yeah, I mean that still puts them right in the thick of that race in terms of like hey we're doing well i think quest is probably the only threat or who's somebody who's out pat pay, pay them now kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if you have the latest quest numbers mm-hmm. uh someone in the chat was pointing out uh should we be worried that they uh, under the hardware features uh yesterday that they didn't say uh backwards compatibility no I, yeah i don't think that's something that they're really going to be um front facing as far as a, a, a marketing beat like mm. that's not like a big thing for them i think that'll be like in the background like oh by the way yeah. this can play ps4 games and like well they've already confirmed that ps4 discs i think are will be compatible i don't think the they PS4. said discs or i think that just ps4 games will be compatible yeah with it? because okay. Okay. my prediction is it'll be digital but i don't know if discs will work in the ps5 that'd be nice yeah. discs, I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure they've said discs are Have they said discs? also we are getting a couple kind of funny you're wrongs here mm-hmm. mainly correcting tim because i don't pay attention to text and don't care uh lord of phone says we already knew the P- ps5 would have the uhd blu-ray drive it was mentioned in the wired article interesting yeah so everybody just glazed over that when they fell asleep reading the wired article about teraflops I mean, and, it's article, and what it's like to have an sd but yeah it's backwards compatible in it's got to be backwards compatible with the discs. You'd imagine so. I think. I mean, I think that's something they they probably can do, but 
I feel like if they just did digital, people would be fine with it. Mm, and so yeah. maybe they could, they, maybe they feel like they could just get away with doing, doing digital. That's kind of how I see it. But speaking of attach rate and all that stuff of like how many like average games one player owns, like what's the percentage of digital games that they own or physical games that they own? You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't have like the, the greatest internet. So they're probably not <laughs> downloading a lot of games. Right. So I do think there would be a significant audi- uh, audience of mm. the PS5 if, uh, the PS4 discs weren't working, I think they would be like kind of annoyed by that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I could, I could, I mean, I could see that. Yeah. But I don't think that would, it's not like something like Sony's work. Yeah. It'd be about. enough. It wouldn't be enough for Sony to be like, oh, yeah, we have to get the discs to work on the PS5 also. Um, but yeah. And another reason I don't think it would be like a, like a front facing, like, oh, backwards compatibility, like they won't be hyping that up as much is because Xbox, I think, still does that better because you can play original Xbox games on the Xbox One. Um, and you know, along with 360 games, along with I'm sure, I mean, obviously X- Xbox One games are going to work on the Xbox Series X, and so it's it's not really a feather in, in their cap they, that they can hold against Xbox in that way. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I can't, I, I don't see that being like a big thing for them um, that they would mention at a CES along with SSD and all these new big techno- technological leaps that they're making with the PS5. Gotcha. I'm looking at an article here from BGR.com. This is October 10th. And it's actually it, it, the title is PS5 might not be fully backward compatible with PlayStation 4. However, several months ago, when Sony detailed some of the PS5's main features, we learned the new console will be fully backwards compatible with PS4. Mm-hmm. But Sony's newest statements suggest that might not be the case. Speaking to Famitsu, Sony wasn't able to confirm full compatibility at this time. Then there's a translated hmm. thing there or whatever. Basically, the statement, though, that's translated here is more statement on PlayStation 5's backwards compatibility with PlayStation 4. Currently, the dev team is putting all the power on verifying whether they can secure a complete compatibility. Please wait for more information. But so we'll see. The last official statement from Sony wa- outside of that was, no, it's fully backwards compatible. And mm-hmm. then that. And then, of course, there was the rumors we came back to yesterday from the break that CES is going to say everything's backwards compatible. And we were like, no. They want to do that at CES no. and they want to do it. It's back to what we're talking about. I just don't think in terms of it not being a bullet point there, it doesn't worry me because I think for the general tech reporter that's there, I don't think they exactly understand what that means, let alone that it's only... Let's say the original statement is still 100% correct. It's only backwards compatible with PS4. Mm -hmm. You have to get into such specifics with it. Why even bother putting it on there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Charles J says Oculus uh, Quest has sold 400K, so 400,000 units as of Hmm. October. Interesting. Number two, there's a new Nintendo Direct incoming. This comes from Nintendo's Twitter. Nintendo tweets, tune in on January 9th, which is this Thursday at 6.30 a.m. Pacific time for roughly 20 minutes of new Pokemon information in a live-streamed Pokemon Direct presentation. Now, I expect we probably won't do anything here for that. Um, you know, sometimes Tim's crazy. I don't think he's this crazy. Okay, because I was going to say, for something that's Pokemon-specific, yeah. you know, coming in at 6.30 a.m., might be a, a bit much. Leading into Sword and Shield, he probably would have done it. Yeah. yeah. But, but now, now gonna, that we're post, what is yeah. this going to be? Is Tim here? I don't know. Because nah, I'd like to ask so. him what he thinks. Um, <laughs> yeah, like in a post Sword and Shield world where like he was definitely like lower on the the game of liking it than, than I was, you know, like I, I, I don't see ourselves uh, doing anything for that. Part of me hopes that this is Pokemon Sleep. Because I want an oh. update on, it's just, on that. It's just 20 minutes of Pokemon <laughs> just Sleep. Just 20 minutes of a dude sleeping on, 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 on screen. <laughs> Tim, you're live with Blessing and Greg on Kind of Funny Games Daily. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? Great. We were wondering what you think this Pokemon uh, Nintendo Direct tomorrow is going to be about. So, here's the thing. I, 
it's either it's probably going to talk about Pokemon Home a little bit, maybe Pokemon Sleep, but for them to be talking twenty minutes, I'm assuming we're getting some DLC, probably some more raid battles in Sword and Shield. Um, but the dead high moment would be Sinnoh remakes. That's Gen Four on the DS. Okay. What are you, what are you predicting? Um, are you like, predicting you get those remakes? I'm feeling pretty good about that. Now the thing is, there's there's not a let's get high moment, which would be uh, let's go. I don't know, Meryl and some other Gen 2 Pokemon for Johto. Sure. Um, and I can see that being pretty likely as well because I feel like those are a little bit easier to bang out quickly. Are you planning on waking up so, and being uh, here for a live stream at 6.30? Yeah, I am. Really? Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go, everybody. <laughs> as yeah. soon as he started talking about it, I was like, oh, that's too much. Yeah, if, if I if I had to predict what, what's going to be there, I think it's going to be Let's Go Johto remakes. Okay. I don't know. Right. Blessing doesn't buy I it. Don't, I don't buy it. All right, bye. <laughs> um, Corey Emodio writes in and says, with Nintendo having their first Direct of the year dedicated to Pokemon, what can slash should we expect to see? New game announcements already or updates to Sword and Shield or Pokemon or just Pokemon Home and Sleep? Thanks uh, from a new Patreon sub. Um... So I like the idea of a Let's Go Johto, and I think that will happen, but I don't think it'll happen this year. I feel like it's too soon. I feel like what I would what I would predict from a kind of Pokemon cycle, uh, as we've kind of had with the Switch so far, is yeah, Let's Go of a, of an old game followed by a new game followed by maybe an off year or maybe like spinoff games. Maybe we get like a Pokemon fighting game, Detective Just, Pikachu two, yeah, or Detective like Pikachu that. two, like something like that for this year, and then. Next year, we see uh, Let's Go Togepi or whatever it may be. Because it, it, like Let's Go felt like a uh, like kind of a holdover until the the new Sword one. and Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I I agree with you there. Or like I think it yeah. it'd be a weird time for it to come out after the new one, and they're trying to sell everybody on the new one. Still, um, I think it would be like a weird time to be like. All right, well, uh, some people really liked this one, and some people really hated it, uh, so he, he, here's the thing to make you forget that one. I, I don't see Nintendo doing that. Yeah, three year, I feel like three years between mainline Pokemon games on Switch sounds good, along with three years between Let's Go games and an off year for a spinoff title or just a year without Pokemon. I feel a like... A year make, without Pokemon. Yeah, a year without Pokemon. Makes sense. Um, and so what I expect to see from this stream... It was like Tim, Tim was saying, right? DLC for this game. Uh, maybe new Pokemon added, since people nonstop complained about not enough Pokemon being in this one. Yeah, that that seems likely, yeah. right? As they try to fix that of like, here is your DLC or your additional, or yeah, your yeah, free yeah. DLC. Like, I doubt we'll see like a full Pokedex, but we'll probably see more from more Pokemon from each gen added in to try and make good for that. And then, yeah, uh, more Gigantamax Pokemon. Um, maybe this is this is. A, a shot in the dark that's probably not going to happen, but maybe like a new town, something like that. Um, that's what I expect to see. I don't really, or maybe Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Home if we're lucky and we can get that content. But yeah, I don't see anything. I don't see a new game happening. Okay. But I like to see. I might be down to wake up early and come in with him. Well, you have to now. Oh, I mean, do we, I have I'm to? Not, I definitely oh. am not going to oh, do no. it. I'm not going to come in here and talk about Porygon Ball Bazaar. Mm. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do that. I feel like. one more. Uh, score bunny. All right, all right. I'll yeah, all right. Good. I got him. I got him there. The magpie too. Number 
Number three. Ten- Wait, hold on. Before we go, because oh, yeah. you knew more about Pokemon than I expected you to know. Are you oh, a Pokemon yeah. fan? I don't, we, I don't know your lineage with I this. Played, I mean, I, I played and beat Pokemon Sword and Shield. I grew up with Pokemon, but okay. I stopped playing after Gen 3. And so after the Game Boy Advance games, Ruby okay. and Sapphire, I stopped playing because I didn't have a DS or a 3DS. Yeah. But I'm... I've always been a fan of Pokemon. I just skipped some of the games. Okay. So I'm more of like a, I guess, a casual fan at this point or just a, a lapsed fan that's come back. That's kind of where I'm at. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Number three, 10 million Mario Maker levels have been made. And this comes from uh, Nintendo's Twitter account. Thanks to the creativity of, of makers around the world, there are now over 10 million playable courses in Super Mario Maker 2. To celebrate, you can now upload up to 100 courses to Course, course World. So wow. you got, yeah, you can upload 100 courses. So Dan Reichert out there torturing everybody in the world. Oh, yeah. Number four, Platinum Games receives capital investment from Tencent Holdings to expand into self-publishing. This comes from Sal Romano of Gamatsu. Bayonetta 3 and Babylon's Fall developer. I'm going to pause right there. They didn't say Nier Automata, which shame Ooh. on you, Gamatsu. Nier Automata should have been the first name in there. I'm just saying it's the best Platinum game. Platinum Games has received a capital investment from Tencent Holdings as a basis for partnership, the company announced. The partnership has no effect on the independence of Platinum Games, which will continue operations under its current corporate structure. (coughs) Platinum Games president and CEO Kenichi Sato said the company will use the capital from Tencent Holdings to, quote, strengthen our foundation as a business and expand from game development into exploring self-publishing, end quote, as well as achieve a wider global perspective while still creating high-quality games that stay true to our name. Steve-O290 writes in and says, Hey-ho, KFGD. <laughs> this, hey mo- <laughs> this morning, Platinum Games announced they were entering a capital tie-up with major Chinese game conglomerate Tencent. Brian Ashcraft's article on Kotaku references uh, referenced the uh, reassurance that Platinum Games kept making that nothing would change, the integrity would be kept. We saw this be upheld with uh, when EA acquired Respawn, but now worry has resurfaced with Vince's new promotion. Has it? I yeah, I don't know if it has. Considering what <laughs> considering what happened uh, during the big Blizzard debacle 2019, should we be concerned about China ever increasing presence in the gaming community? Thank you kindly, Stevo. Yeah, see, that was the more angle I was taking from it. Yeah, of like, oh, it's ten cent as usual, getting mm-hmm. their fingers in another pie. Yeah, as we've talked about so much in terms of, uh, if you remember on Games Daily, uh, what our first year when ten cent got uh, where they couldn't make or sell games, right, publish games in China, and their everything start their stock started tanking, and it was that yeah. thing of like, well, remember they have tendrils in every video game company. It seems mm-hmm. at this point, what's going to happen when? They can't do that. And then it got it rebounded. It seemed like it was fine. And then sure enough, yeah, the Hong Kong, free Hong Kong uh, democracy blizzard stuff happened. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a real, I think for a lot of people in the industry, the wool removed from their eyes, right? Of like, yeah. holy shit, wait a second. Like these guys own a part of everybody. Yeah. But that's the thing. All That's the thing is that they also have their fingers in Epic. And yeah. I think Epic were the ones that came out with the statement saying, like, yeah, we hey, can still do whatever we, we want. Yeah, we will. We're going to do whatever we want. We are not going to allow Chinese government or Chinese politics to affect how we uh, manage ourselves. Yeah. Right. And with this article saying that they are maintaining self-published or not even self, they're, they're going to explore um, doing self-publishing because Platinum Games, they usually don't self-publish. Like Neurotomata was published by Square Enix. Um, Bayonetta is published by Nintendo. Um, I can't think of other Platinum games right now. But Mad World is by Nintendo, right? By Nintendo, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So usually they partner to publish. It, se- yeah. it seems here that, um, one, this is more of a partnership. This isn't affecting their independence. Oh, I'm sorry. Mad World was Sega. Was it Sega, really? Yeah. 
According to their Wikipedia page. Interesting. Um, but Platinum Games is still maintaining their independence. So I'm not worried about... So far, I'm not worried about uh, them going the way of Blizzard and, you know, bowing down uh, to... You know the Chinese government. It's anyway. the normal thing of you have to wait and see, right? And yeah. like how much do they own? What does it matter? Like, you know, what kind of share do they have? What kind of pressure do they have? What kind of they already? I already wasn't. I, it, the weirdest thing about it, right, is you, it's already one of those things of I'm not expecting Platinum to ha- be putting out games or social messages that would be so outrageous and rebellious. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Already, where it's like, I mean, Nier Automata had like a lot of political sure message like. Not 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 capital A political or capital P political, but like there there was a lot in there as far as what their commentary was socially and very like politically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's in the way that like they they can't really ban a player from playing Nier Automata because they're saying um, free Hong Kong, right? Like they don't they they don't own any like esports type games that that could happen. Yeah. Nor do I see them really commenting in their games specifically on things having to do with the Chinese government in that way that wouldn't really alter the messaging of their games. Yeah. Um, and so I think... It has to be so on the nose, it seems, yeah. for what we even expect, what we think's happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. for Tencent or whoever to get off the bench and be like that. Yeah. Even the Blizzard thing, right? Where it's still unclear if that was a... Somebody told you to do that or if you just overcourse corrected because you understand who your parent companies are or where people are. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to see here because they mention self-publishing, um, which has me excited because I think what that may open up is the idea that Bayonetta four could be cross-platform, mm. right? Because right now, like Bayonetta three is, is going to be Switch exclusive because Nintendo's publishing that. And right? the correction, by the way, right, was that Bayonetta one was published by Sega. Yeah, Bayonetta two and three are by Nintendo. two and three are by, by Nintendo. Yes. Um, but, you know, Platinum usually goes to other companies to publish because they're not able to do that themselves because they're an independent studio. Um, and so the idea that they, that this investment could lead to them self-publishing more, I think, could open up open open up that game. Bayonetta 4 specifically, because Bayonetta, I think, is really their only franchise right now that's truly... Get Vanquish back. You already put out this 10th anniversary yeah. of Vanquish and Bayonetta. Come on. Yeah. Get Vanquish back out there. And so I think that could be exciting in that way. Number five, Yakuza Like a Dragon might be getting an English language dub. This comes from James O'Connor over at GameSpot. Yakuza Like a Dragon, the next game in the Yakuza series, might be getting an English dub, while the first Yakuza on PS2 received a much derided dub when it released outside of Japan. Subsequent entries have been in Japanese only. Now it looks like the latest Yakuza might give players the option of playing in English. An eagle-eyed fan on forum Reset Reset Era noticed that the game was listed on the site for PCB Productions, with the studio receiving a credit for, quote, talent direction, mocap, vocap, dialogue production in the game this suggests that they have worked on an english language track for the game and the credit has since been removed the company is based in los angeles and has produced english dialogue for persona 2 through 4 catherine and several other japanese titles yakuza developer ryu ga gotoku studio also included an english language voice option in their 2019 game judgment and since the latest yakuza introduces a fresh new cast uh it it, it makes sense to add English voice acting to the game, despite not doing so with previous Yakuza titles. PCB Productions handle talent, cr- uh, direction, and dialogue production on the title. This is 
this is, it's worth noting, not absolute conf- confirmation that Yakuza Like a Dragon will definitely receive an English language voice track. However, it seems very likely. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think it's pretty much a lock. 100%. I think, I think has, Judgment found yes. not more success, but definitely was an easier pill to swallow for people who got excited for. It, uh, you know, um, I forget the director, and none of the screen people are in here, but the director of Parasite, right, just won a Golden Globe. Yes, and when yeah. he got up there, he's right. He's, his I'm paraphrasing, but his uh, uh, speech basically was had a line in it that was like, "There's a world of amazing film if you can get over the one inch barrier of captions." Yeah, like right if you can get over subtitles. Mm-hmm. And so I think that while that's true, I think that does hold people back from necessarily jumping into Yakuza. And I think when Judgment came out and was like, "Hey, we have an English track for better or worse," I think the main character in Judgment sounded great in English. Mm-hmm. Some of the side characters like, "Ooh, okay, like maybe I'd rather read this than see it." Yeah, I think it's, it makes sense that they, moving forward they would do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this honestly uh, makes it more likely that I, I jump into the Yakuza. Like, yeah, have you played any Yakuza? I actually started playing Yakuza Zero last week because I was curious, yeah. um, and I've not gone back to. I've only I've only played the first couple hours because I've just been like jumping in between uh, games. But uh, I I really want to get into Yakuza. Um, I almost I almost bought Judgment when that came out, sure. but I think that came out with. I think Mario Maker came out around the same time. I think I just got way more into Mario Maker, and so I just decided to skip on it for then. Yeah. Um, but I really want to get into that franchise, or at least like a title in that franchise, because I like how quirky it, it, it oh, seems. Sure, I sure. like how I, I like uh, that depiction of Tokyo. I like um, I, I like everything they're doing. And so far, from the first couple hours I played of Yakuza Zero, I really like the story they're they're setting up. It all yeah, it all really seems really cool. Um, and I'm a person that prefers dubs over subs. I know that's gonna. I know that's, that might cause a dumpster fire because people out there are really. Hey, you know what? Really Plus, all about their their subs. The dubs in Persona Five, pretty good. The dubs in My Hero. That's what Ac- I'm saying, dude. Academia, pretty good. My dubs favorite in- anime, Yu Yu Hakusho. Ooh. Great dub. It's an awesome dub. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, amazing dub. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but yeah. <laughs> Watch it. Have- I hadn't actually seen a lot about this new Yakuza game, so I was reading about it while you went for it. I'm, I didn't realize they were moving away from Kazuma. I didn't realize yeah. they were putting a new, new, new main characters. character in there. That gets me excited because that mm-hmm. was my deal. Is like I when I came to IGN started reviewing the Yakuza games and dug them, really dug Kaz and enjoyed playing through his stories. But it was that by the third or fourth one, I was like, all right, this is just the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So a new character, new protagonist, new city. That sounds yeah. awesome. That and this one is turn-based, too. Oh, shit. I didn't know that, yeah. really? Yeah, okay. they're, t- they're totally changing the combat. Oh, fuck yeah, you're right. Yeah. Another departure from the previous Yakuza game is the battle system. Instead of the real-time beat-em-up mechanics of the previous games, Yakuza, like a dragon, features turn-based RPG-type combat Yeah. with a four-person battle team. Sega said they want to try a different style of gameplay, but... That if it's badly received, they will return to the real time combat for yeah. the future. Uh, luckily, there's like 900 Yakuza games if you want that. Exactly. Like I had to look it up because I was like, "Is this Yakuza Five? And I looked up and I was like, "Oh no, this is Seven. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's not including Zero. <laughs> this is like the eighth Yakuza game in the mainline Yakuza games. That's not even counting uh, the zombie game on PS3 that I, I can't remember that. the name of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you reviewed it. Reviewed yep. it. Yep. Was yep. it good? I'm that old. It was fine. Mm. It was weird. Obviously, right? Like it, it was, you know, b- bizarre. Mm. Did the Yakuza Vita game ever come out? You remember this? No. I know. I definitely. <laughs> now let me stop right there. I know it never came out in America. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if it ever came out in Japan. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, God, I was so excited for it because that'd be the perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Vita walking around, beat them up, keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number six, Microsoft registers next gen Xbox Series X quote power your dreams slogan trademark. This is from Irnut Van Develde at WCCF Tech. 
Microsoft has registered a trademark for its next-gen Xbox Series X slogan, Power Your Dreams. The slogan was already used upon the reveal of Microsoft's next-generation Xbox console last month, and the Redmond-based tech company has now applied for a trademark, quote, Power Your Dreams with Xbox Series X, end quote, Microsoft's message from last month reads. The Power Your Dream slogan trademark was registered on December 31st and is currently being initialized. From the looks of it, this slogan will be the official catchphrase for Microsoft's upcoming next-generation console. For the, for the Xbox One, Microsoft regularly used the, quote, jump-ahead phrase. The enhanced Xbox One console, the Xbox One X, is, is often presented as, quote, the world's most powerful console, end quote. So it seems like we're going to hear that uh, Power Your Dream slogan a yeah. lot more this year. I like it. And I think it also works both ways, right? Where power your dream, sure. But again, like from what the rumors have been and then exactly what Phil said, like power is what Xbox One Series X is all about. Mm-hmm. They won't be outpowered this generation. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to toss it in there both for the, oh, yeah, it's like I'm going to play games and accomplish my dreams, let alone the fact that this is the most powerful system on the market, mm-hmm. theoretically. I agree. And I, I, I like the slogan also. It makes me wonder what the PS5 slogan is going to be. Because PS4 was what? Was you know, gonna, P, P, uh, PS5. You know you're going to buy it. <laughs> that's that's the slogan. PS5. PS5. You already know. Pat upon two. You know what I mean? This is that. PS4s, they went hard with their PS4. Was it Greatness Awaits? It was yeah. Greatness Awaits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't like that one. Really? What? Oh I, my god, with the commercials? I like the commercials. I just didn't like greatness. Like it it felt too grand, but like not like because at the time, right, the launch titles for PS5 were like Kill Zone, Shadowfall. <laughs> And like uh, Resogun was cool. Mm. Um, and you had like Assassin's Creed Black Flag and all these games that Great were game. like. A lot of people do love Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah. You know, I haven't played it. But. What? No, I'm not an Assassin's Great Creed game. guy. Um, but I guess, it, I guess it might be a personal thing because looking at that launch lineup for PS4, I wasn't excited. And so for the. It wasn't, uh, it bl- wasn't great. Bless. They didn't say greatness is right now. They said okay, greatness fair. always. Wait, they yeah. understood the life cycle of PlayStation fair. 4. I was going to say, because even like 2014, yeah, that was the year after the PS4 release. 2014 was like the hypest year. And so greatness awaits. Seeing that all year, I was just like, where is it? Where is the greatness? Yeah, like keep yeah. waiting. And it took, until, like, it took until like 2015 for me to be like, okay, it's here. I, I, I finally here. bought a PS4 when they officially announced Batman Arkham Knight and they announced it for summer 2014. Yeah. And then like a week after I bought my PS4, they were like, it's delayed a year. Fuck. And then, like, look at this cool Arkham Knight special edition we have that comes bundled with the game. Mm. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. You know, I bought a PS3 for The Last Guardian. Oof. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Not just for hey, The Last I Guardian. You guys, I, bought, I bought an N64 for Superman 64, so uh, don't oh, worry. Man. We're all there. Number seven, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze lead designer has returned to Retro Studios. This comes from James O'Connor over at GameSpot, and that's two points for James so far. Wow. Yeah. An important figure has returned to Retro Studios, the developer behind Metroid Prime series and both Donkey Kong Country Returns and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. VGC is reporting that Stephen Dupree, the lead designer of Tropical Freeze, has returned to Retro Studios after leaving, to, leaving for two years to work on Super Lucky's Tale at Playful Corp. Dupree, who also worked on Donkey Kong Country Returns and Mario Kart 7, could be could be working on Metroid Prime 4, the studio's only current confirmed game. The game was restarted in early 2019 and handed over to Retro Studios. It was pre- previously being worked on by an unconfirmed developer. About half uh, about half the team, half the core team behind Metroid Prime 3 is still at Re- Retro Studios. It's also possible that Dupree has returned to work on another project, though. Tropical Freeze sold well over a million copies on the Switch, and it's possible that Retro Studios will be, will, will be put to work on a follow-up. The studio is currently hiring for multiple positions. 
and you saw me looking at job listings when you first came yeah. in. Um, Day two on the job, I look at them, look at Nintendo job listings. Yeah. I'm like, really, bless already? Uh, was, Greg was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I, I it guess was a good run. Was you had a good run. Um, but that was that's actually what I was looking. I was looking like, oh, like I, I, was, I was looking to see like, okay, uh, what are the job listings? Like, does this look like they're working on a new game? And they are like hiring for a lot of like lead positions. Um, and so it's so. Seems- do you think this is what they're making? I mean, I don't know if they're making a new Donkey Kong, but I think they could be working on another game outside of just Metroid Prime 4. Like, I know there is that rumored... Um Diddy, no, not Diddy Kong. Um, Star Fox Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. right. That's Star Fox Racer. That was, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember forever and ever. Which ever, at this ever. point is probably just Vaporware. Yeah. Um, or I guess you can't be Vaporware if you were, ne- if you were never announced yeah. officially. But um, if you're rumored as much as that game's been rumored. Yeah. 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 But I. Do you think they're gearing up? I think they're. I for think, a spiritual successor. For, for Donkey Star Fox? Kong 64. Oh, for Donkey Kong 64. You think they're going to put out Donkey Kong 65, Barrett? Well, that'd dude, be awesome, come on, come dude. On. <laughs> if they dude, just named it 65. for the record, I don't understand your all love for Donkey Kong 64. If they were like, "Fuck it, we've made Donkey Kong 65," I would be like, "I'll Hell pre-order yeah. right now." What do you What do you want from me, dude? I'd be so hyped. But um, I think they could be working on a new game. I don't know. I'm probably at fifty fifty right now, whether or not you know they're working on a on a game aside from Metroid Prime Four. But I'm excited to to see that um that this dude's back. Um, that's trying to find his name his name's not from your article yes uh uh steven dupree Dupree. okay i'm happy to see that debris back because uh yeah the uh, don kong country returns and tropical freeze both excellent games and uh yeah yeah, it's cool to see them get the band back together, right? Yeah, it's cool to see him go out and try to make to do something else. I should say try go That's make exciting. Super Lucky's Tale, come back, and then hopefully, uh, get back to what the IP and properties they work with there. Yeah, number eight, and this is our last story of story of the day. Will there be a Destiny movie or TV show? Bungie De- Bungie Dev says, "quote Anything is possible." This comes from Eddie over at Gamespot, Eddie. and I think this is two for Eddie also. I haven't been keeping track. It is. Um, a lot so, of Gamespot news on yeah, here, dude. You know? Eddie and James tied right now. Will Bungie's Destiny become the latest video game to be adapted for for a TV show or a movie? It's too soon to say for sure, but design lead Robbie Stevens said in a few inter- in a new interview that all possibilities are on the table. He told the Hollywood Reporter that because Bungie owns the Destiny IP, the studio controls the franchise completely, and this includes any transmedia efforts. "Quote: Anything is possible," he said uh, about the Destiny series expanding beyond video games. "Quote." Yeah. One of the one of the advantages of Bungie fully owning the Destiny IP is that we have the freedom to make those choices whenever we think the time is right. That's all I can say about it. End quote. The, De- the Destiny series is known for its narrative depth. There is a lot of there is a lot going on in the sci-fi world. As such, it would seem the Destiny series is is a rich tapestry for storytelling beyond games. However, as of yet, there have been no transmedia projects for Destiny on TV or the big screen. Greg. Yeah. Would you be hyped for a Destiny TV show and or movie? No. No? Would really? You? Uh, I, is Destiny I, when we think about Destiny, why we enjoy playing Destiny or enjoyed playing Destiny, is it the story? I think a lot of people really like the story and the yeah. lore of that world. I mean, for full disclosure, of course, I'm not that big of a Destiny fan. I played mm. in Destiny 2. I haven't come back since it launched. Destiny 1 I played for a while, but I never, you know, fell in love with where I couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. Whenever I hear fucking Fran talk about it, he's not talking about, it. oh man, the traveler and this mm. and the light and the guardians. Like he's just like, oh man, I gotta get my freaking sniper rifle. I'll tell you when um I think it was Forsaken. That was like the Cade Six one. Uh when that came out, I have a, I have a few friends that are very into Destiny. Yeah. And they talk all about like, oh man, I can't believe 
this ha- this happened uh, or this thing happened with Kate Six. Oh, these these two villain characters, they're awesome. All this stuff. Like, I I'm often surprised by how whenever a new like big expansion drops for Destiny, the ones that hit because I know like every now and then. Uh, sometimes you have expansions of Destiny where people are just like, okay, that wasn't all that. But when the big ones hit, it seems like the things that people are pulled into, um, at least one of the things, is the the story and the lore there. It's so, a cool world. Yeah. I, I have no doubt you can make a cool show or movie out of it. It's just like, it's the normal thing of, I don't know why we're trying to chase it all the time. And I understand for mm-hmm. Bungie in particular, getting this question being the people who own their, you know, future now with their having the IP, not having any parent company to worry about. Mm. I get why they want to keep those doors open and have those conversations. I just feel like it's not, it's the same way of like world of Warcraft. When the Warcraft movie happened, right? It's just mm-hmm. like, all right, well you like the game for a reason. You don't necessarily like the movie for the same reason. Mm-hmm. I like destiny for running around and shooting. I like, I like rating. I like, you mm-hmm. know, not knowing what I'm doing and wasting four hours, wasting in quotes, four hours that I, in the end I had a great time, even though we didn't accomplish the task. Hmm. See, I see it as more of like a Witcher three, Witcher thing, sure. where the Witcher Netflix show came out, and like you, we we talked about, I think yesterday about like how we played that, or you played that, yeah, or you watched that. I mean, and you went and played the game, yeah, booted up the game, and you and Jen played it, right? But even then, I feel, and I'm that could happen, that mm-hmm. can go both ways, right? Because you're making a good point of with the Witcher, right? I restarted the game because I felt I knew Geralt better, right? Because mm-hmm. of what I had seen in the show and understood his motivations, understood that. The problem there is that in Destiny. Whose perspective are we getting it from, right? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be? It, it has to be from like See, the K Six's yeah. perspective or that team's. But it's like you then don't have any anchor in that battle as who you are, mm-hmm. since it's a different kind of role playing game, right? Yeah. This is an MMORPG. I think that's a good point. Yeah, but yeah, you could I'd definitely you could definitely do it and learn more about the Forsaken and the Fallen and the. I'm, just, I'm thinking of all the robots I shot with their weird bubbly eye that then it would blow yeah, out of their chest, the hive I, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Like you would get more about that you know the traveler always did seem cool and what the light was i like destiny i'm not trying to say i don't like destiny i'm just mm-hmm. saying it's like okay cool you're gonna try it's and not to mention this is such a oh anything's possible well yeah, sure yeah, yeah. if of you course. if somebody interviews me tomorrow like hey greg are they ever, are you ever gonna are they ever gonna make a kind of funny movie i'm gonna be like anything's possible mm-hmm. yeah no for sure but for i think for me though if you're if you're to ask me like 10 video game franchises really you could see being adapted into a netflix series i think i might put destiny in that wow just because just just from the way ways i i hear people talk about it yeah. and the and i think like like i think the point you're making with the witcher which is I, th- I think a good one is that like you have the character of girl that you can connect to yeah and you have characters in that story and if everything is kind of being adapted in, in a way where it's like okay yeah the the witcher in the books and the witcher in the movie and the witcher in the game you're kind of getting similar stories there and you're just seeing that story told and uh, slightly different ways. Yeah. Whereas in Destiny, I feel like Destiny is more of a world, and you know, if you make a Destiny show, you you couldn't make a Destiny show where the main character is the character you're playing in Destiny because you're playing, for the most part, a voiceless character. Sure. You know, just like a, a protagonist that you're creating, um, who is the um, I forget what they're called in the Destiny. Guardian. The Guardian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're one playing, of the Guardians. Yeah, yeah, you're playing one of the Guardians, right? In a group, in a um, I guess team full of Guardians. Sure. Right. And so, if you made a Destiny show, it would have to be like. Okay, maybe you do make it about Kate Six, or you make it about these specific characters in the world, or you make it about a team of guardians that are going on and, and doing their own thing. But like, it doesn't, it doesn't have that same sense of, all right, here's this arc, here's this next arc, here's this next arc. That is side by side with the game that is doing the same things because like, these characters need their own 
treatment, if that makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and you also then get pigeonholed in of like you know who is other than Cade Six. I know there's the whole team, and I know there's the Shacks right yelling at me when I'm playing uh-huh. uh, PvP. Like it's it's such a fine line to walk with a game like that. That is its own universe, right? That is more than I think just. A game to so many people it is its own universe it is its own world i'm not it's possible for sure but like even if i'm thinking netflix i feel like that's a bad fit for it i think a movie's really? better because really netflix i feel like what the budget like you're in space like mm-hmm. at one point like you're not gonna get a mandalorian budget off of that right like you have on disney plus so mm-hmm. even mandalorian we're watching for in review and we'd be like uh this effect didn't look good that effect mm-hmm. didn't look good for something set completely in space i feel like it'd be weird to make it a netflix show and then granted, I know there's 100 Netflix shows that have been set in space probably, mm-hmm. but I'm saying in, in the budget you'd want for this, let alone for a season one. Whereas with a movie, I think it'd be easier to tell the tale of the traveler and the, you know, the, your ghost or a ghost coming and finding a guardian and waking them up and taking them on their journey and starting the whole mm-hmm. game that way. Well, a Destiny TV show and or movie and or Netflix series is so far away, Greg. It is. If I wanted to know what is coming to the mom and grop shops today, where would I look? You'd go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Before I get to out today, I'm going to read the ads since we're pretty far in the show. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year have you asked yourself what are you paying for between expensive retail stores inflated prices and hidden fees you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay enter mint mobile mint mobile provides the same premium cover uh, network coverage you're used to but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online mint mobile saves on retail locations and overhead then passes those savings directly to you tim got his got for his mom Tim got this for his mom, and it's been a been a lifesaver. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. Choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door free, go to mintmobile.com slash games. That's mintmobile.com slash games. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash games. Out today, we have Cursed Caves for PC, Chico for PC, Avabel Online for PC, Regions of Ruin for Xbox One, and Red Dead Online kicks off 2020 with a new permanent clothing with new permanent clothing additions to the uh, to the Wheeler Wa- Wheeler Rawson and Co catalog, a featured free aim series highlighting all captured game modes and much more. Plus, players who reach Moonshiner rank three before January 13th will be rewarded an, ex- an exclusive colorway of Kelly Kelly boots, while bootleggers who flavor. <laughs> Who flavor it's not any, so easy, huh? No, it's just that everybody's I don't always like, "Oh, Greg can't read." I don't yeah, understand so what either. any of this means. Is why I'm laughing. <laughs> 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 Who flavor any batch of moonshine will earn 500 moonshiner roll XP, and those who sell any batch of medium medium strength shine will get 30 percent discount on any Norfolk 
roadster horse. I played all. I played that, hundreds. That makes that makes perfect sense. What are you talking about? I you don't want to be a moon, You don't want your moonshine XP. <laughs> I played hundreds of hours of GTA Online, and when new people come in, I'm like, oh no, it makes perfect sense. But like reading this, I'm like, no, okay, I understand now. I'm lost as hell. Yeah, I don't know what any of that meant. But if you play Reddit Online, you probably do. You do, and you Check enjoy it. Out. There's news for you. New dates. Boiling Steel preface. Uh, free free mini VR game released January 9th, twenty twenty. Releases January 9th, 2020. And Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, the complete edition. Is that really what it's called? TV edition, the complete edition? Oh, well, no, it's, okay. it's a comma there. The, okay, I see. <laughs> Let me start that again. Kentucky Route Zero TV, TV edition, the complete edition of all acts and interludes of the, the magical, realist, point-and-click adventure game developed by Cardboard Computer will launch on January 8th, January 28th, 2020 published by annapurna interactive kentucky route zero tv edition will be available for playstation 4 xbox one and nintendo switch to coincide with the launch of the complete anthology on console cardboard computer will also be releasing and publishing the fifth and final act for pc as kentucky route zero pc edition on the same same date all acts and interludes that are included on the TV edition will will be available on Steam through the Kentucky Route Zero season pass on January twenty eighth. It's a lot of small text. There's a lot. There's a lot of different uh, inserts in there. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited for this one. This is definitely one of those games. I remember. I think we were still working at IGN when people were like, "Oh, you got to play this. You got to play this. Got to play this." Mm-hmm. But it's had such a arduous release schedule that I was like, "I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait." Mm-hmm. And now it's finally here as a complete edition. Nice. Deal of the day, Gillard Brums writes in Brums. and says, Amazon is currently running a promotion where you can nab two months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for the price of one at $15. I've ran the numbers. That's $7.50 a month. Amazon, Amazon cites the deal is live until April, available only once per customer slash mailing address. Get it while it's hot. Best friends. Gilly Brums. Thank you. Good job, Gilly. Thank you. Uh, let's get into reader mail. Mail go. Groovy Muse writes in and says, good morning, Greg and Blessing. Trying to think of, an, of a name for y'all and can only come up with Blessery, which is Blessing plus Gregory. I don't like it. We'll work on it. We'll keep yeah, workshopping we'll it. it we'll keep workshopping. With Sony's reveal of the innovative PS5 console <laughs> name, what's been your favorite console name of all time? Additionally, Ooh. what's been your least favorite? My personal favorite is the GameCube. It per- it perfectly encapsulates what that system was a cube that played games my least favorite the dreamcast thank you all uh thank you to all of you for making making my commutes commutes bearable and i'm excited to be a new patron for what you've you have in store really quick everybody in the chat is saying gressing gressing that sounds like a verb (laughs) that sounds aggressive and it also sounds like salad dressing but i'm not against it yeah huh i don't know how i feel about it well, you know what? We'll keep workshop. We'll figure it out. Other people are saying Bleg. I like that because that sounds like a character from like Star Wars or like sure. Ration yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> Bleg um, sells your rations on your way through Tatooine or something. Yeah, yeah that's what Bleg's out exactly. there doing. Yeah. Dreamcast probably would be my favorite console name. Oh, really? You're yeah. going the opposite of what he yeah, said. Yeah, I love the Dreamcast console name because like it casts your dreams. <laughs> you know? Jesus Christ, bless. <laughs> Um, no, he, it's a great question because I don't think about it. I think it's such a clinical sense of what the hardware is called, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. I've never thought about what I like as an actual name name for it, right? I, I would have to agree with them. I really like the GameCube. I never owned a GameCube. I agree, but I actually. GameCube's a great, a great name, name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, I also like PlayStation 2. Because I enjoy that there is like, it's fucking PlayStation 2, and you're like, yeah. PS2. Like, mm. it made so much sense. It was so hot. 
when you got the box and it just had the PS2 on it. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I was, feel like we don't think about it anymore, but just the name PlayStation yeah. is true. a great name. That's a great for point, console. too. Yeah. yeah. Nintendo Ni- 64, I, I... No, that's an awful that's, name. That's not Atari that's Jaguar. Not Super Nintendo. No. Super Nintendo. That was Super a good Nintendo one, too. That was a good yeah. name, too. That's a great one. Yeah. Xbox, I don't love, but I don't hate. See, that's the thing in general is like we do have to go back and have a conversation if PlayStation is the perfect name, because once they hit it, they just iter- they just numbered it or put a different things on it. It was yeah. never they've mm. never done away with it, right? It's the PlayStation One, two, three, four, five, portable Vita, yeah. like you know, what I mean? VR, like they've yeah. just added to it. Yeah, to and make you know exactly it. what it is, like. It's a, it's a good name. Whereas Xbox, I feel like I mean now we, now everybody knows what Xbox is. Right. But if yeah, it was a weird. If you one. put yourself back in two thousand one or whenever and just try to explain to somebody like, oh yeah, I want to get the Xbox, mom. Mom might be like, the fuck what is the hell no. are you talking about? I don't want you watching the porn, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Game Gear, that's a bad one. Yeah. Game really Boy. Good. Game Boy was a good one. I Wii, think that was good. Wii U. Wii U probably Wii one of the worst fuck names. Fuck off with that. You know what I mean? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, that was a terrible. And one. that's like that was when you knew Nintendo's hubris was too great. <laughs> when they were like, "Hey, we just sold a gajillion units of the Wii, and we're not going to look at why those sold so We've well. We've <laughs> changed the game for everybody. Now we introduced the Wii mm. U. <laughs> I do what? think Wii is a pretty good name. God. Like at first glance, I think it, it's weird, but I feel like over the over time. The Wii has like kind of cemented itself as like being like a. We think we think back to the Wii and everybody. Everybody, <laughs> actually now I, now that I say it out loud more and more. No, it's not a good because <laughs> it does. Thank you. you you can pun it really easily. I would say uh, I didn't like Switch when it was first announced, but the, like the Switch name fucking grew on me, especially when they got like the the branding like really strong like up into the release of that console. Mm-hmm. I guess I really started to like that. Well, that's what you talk about when you talk about uh, Switch and you talk about Wii, right? It is the fact that Nintendo had weird ideas and owned them. Now Wii yes. U, they couldn't own. They tried, they just couldn't do it. Yeah, and I, now I think now I think about the Wii more. I think the thing. <laughs> The thing that I liked about the Wii yeah. is how how the logo looked on screen, right? When you have the, like the WII, like the yeah, the way yeah. that Nintendo had it, like against the white background with the silver letters. I liked how that looks, and it, it looks clean. When mm. you say it out loud, sounds dumb. Yeah, but again, like it, it's such common nomenclature at this point. Like that, yes. I think, mean, speaks yeah. to the fact of how successful it was. Because mm-hmm. I do remember when that got announced, when, when we were like, "What? <laughs> the Wii? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, the Mies too. And they're like, oh, my God, you guys are off your rockers. And then yeah. we all got it. And we were like, this is the future of and games. And Mies still exist to this day? Kind of. They do. No, they do. Kind of. You can make a me on Switch. I don't like that my Switch me, that's my icon, isn't tied to my Nintendo profile. But I also don't like a lot of things about my Nintendo profile and how that all works. So yeah. I shouldn't get into that And right to speak now. to what you're saying about how Nintendo so well owns their names. Like, when I see the when I see the word Switch in other contexts, I think about the console now. You still yeah. snap. Yeah, I still yeah. snap. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a great name. The Ronin writes in and says, Hey, KFGD crew. I've been a listener of all things kind of funny for a couple of years now. And this new year, I took the plunge and joined y'all on Patreon this year. Thank, Thank you so you much. Thank you so much. Enjoy your exclusive post show on every episode yeah. of kind of funny games daily. Anyways, my question, everyone is pred- predicting that Xbox game pass is the future of gaming. The predictions always seem to point everyone going toward the subscription future for every platform. If this is the case, how sustainable do you think the current the current price for a game pass is i know we have i know we don't have actual numbers on how developers get paid on game pass uh but knowing knowing what we know about rising costs to game development do you think that the price for game pass is something realistic for the long term or is this microsoft eating the cost for now to gain a big following love the shows i think 
it's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I, again, I think we talked about this yesterday a little bit. Throw my hat in the ring of people who do not believe this Game Pass is the future of gaming. Mm-hmm. I do not think we're going to get down to where there is just subscription services and nothing else. So from that, with my feet already planted in that circle talking about this, I think there's, I don't think you're going to see an outrageous price increase for Game Pass anytime soon. Mm-hmm. The only way that would happen would be if they added other things into it. Xbox Game Pass suddenly included Xbox Live and X Cloud and whatever. I don't yeah. even know all they're including on it, right? Mm-hmm. That's when. But even then, I think there'd be the tiered structure of what you want. I think you're always going to be able to get it. Not like the ridiculous sales they've been running for the past three months, right? Of like get it for a cent for a year or whatever the hell. Like you'll be able to get it at this ten dollar range right now, five dollar range somewhere in there, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. And I would see them introducing limitations before increasing the price or along with a price increase, right? Where it is you can get a five dollar reoccurring Xbox Game Pass subscription, but you can only play three games a year or a month that's outrageous sorry three games a month and then the next tier is unlimited games a month but it's also a little bit more you go on that mm-hmm. way with it i think that's the way you break it down and then i think it wouldn't be a cost getting necessarily pushed onto the consumer if prices if the uh, the economics of this changed mm-hmm. i think it would go the opposite way where huh. suddenly there'd be it'd be on the developers not getting the funding anymore mm-hmm. where xbox is like we're not bringing in enough money through Game Pass anymore, so let's not cut as many deals. Right now, if you're a game developer, independent or AAA, I feel like Xbox is at your door with a bucket full of money. Like, hey, do you want to do this? Because mm-hmm. we'll do this if you want to do this. And I see that. I think you'd see that bottom start falling away where it wasn't as many indie games. It was them trying to get in more AA, AAA. This is what we're putting in here. Interesting. Interesting. I think I am in the bag of people who think... Game subscriptions are going to be like the thing. I don't think. Like, what, do you, what does that mean to you, though? You think but, there's like no? I'm not buying games ever. No, I don't think it's that. Okay. I think it is. I think game su- subscriptions at a certain point. I don't think it's at, a, at any time soon. But I think at a certain point will be the way. I think it'll be like Netflix, where most of us don't own DVDs and most of us don't necessarily buy uh, movies. What we do, like we we stream stuff on Netflix or other sure. streaming services. I think it'll be like that, where it's the way that most of us. Well, I think most of us, like most people who have consoles, I feel like that even that's a big statement, but I feel like it will be a ubiquitous way of us uh, accessing our games. We'll be through some some sort of subscription service services through like uh, from each each of the console manufacturers. So you think it'll be the way we get through most of our games? Yeah. Because like, I guess, mm. honestly, we just had a conversation that I think is very interesting to this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where I am the... I wouldn't even say streaming guy, but I'm the digital media guy, right? Mm-hmm. So when we were making fun of the uh, 4K, UHD, blah, 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 Blu-ray drives and these fucking things that I don't give a shit about, yeah. it was that idea of like, when's the last time any of you bought a Blu-ray? And Kevin and Barrett are like, oh, we got them stacked up. We've been doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I never do that, right? I buy them on Amazon and I they're stuck in my Amazon thing or I watch them on Netflix and I do it that way. Mm-hmm. But when I, the you know, for me, the highest compliment is like when I do love a movie and I know that I want it, I'm going to go buy that, you know, Blu-ray and have it mm-hmm. there, which I always say I'm going to do and then never do. Sorry, Into the Spider-Verse. But the thing would be there, like the counter argument had to be with games where I feel like 
if I was so hot with last of us two, if we we're in this future, you're talking about last of us two. I know it's coming out. I know I want it. I know the thing. I feel like I'd buy last of us two, whether it be a digital or a hard copy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I use the streaming some services it, similar to how I guess I use game pass now where it was like, Oh, thief of thieves got announced on uh XO 18 or whatever it was. Maybe E3. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play that when I get home on game pass. Right. Like I'm going to void bastards is on game pass. I'm going to mm-hmm. go jump in the things that I want to try, but I'm not sure what I, how I'm going to feel about them. That's how I'd use it. So I see the argument, I guess, of in a f- future, maybe it's already happening for a lot of people now, they're using Game Pass or PlayStation Now or whatever subscription service they're using in the future to try a bunch of stuff. And so their majority of their game time are on these services, mm-hmm. but then the stuff they know they're buying. Yeah. And the more I think about it, like I, I've, been, I've been trying to figure out, like, okay, how do we consume new movies and how does that compare to yeah, games yeah. and like you know the difference with difference with movies is movies come out to theaters sure um and for me like when a movie comes out to uh dvd or home video or whatever and i want to watch it and it's not on any of the services because it's brand new um usually i'll just rent it on youtube or something um, and watch it that way and that's not really a thing we do yet in video games um but yeah i don't know i'm i'm curious to see because i think as far as subscription services goes i think They'll continue to grow as far as like audience and as far as like yeah. what their offerings are going to be there and what um, kind of like what you're saying, right? Like Xbox Game Pass, that including Xbox Live and uh, the two free games a month or like whatever, like whatever the service may be for Xbox that they pack in there. Um, I think that's I think those will continue to be a bigger and bigger thing. I don't know what I don't know, like what percentage it'll be of like, oh, yeah, we gamers spend 50 percent of their time in their playing games from subscription services and other 50 percent playing games that they bought brand new. I don't know how that shakes out, but um, I think I think it's going to grow to be significant. Yeah. Maybe not most. Maybe it's like a 25, 75 thing. The, 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 the we'll problem, see. too, I think, is it's always so not short-sighted. I mean, obviously, we're, you know, part of the job is prognosticating and, you know, predicting and trying to read trends. This industry, year over year, changes so fast of, like, I, I mean, think about it in, in like, yeah, I, you want to say 2010, sure, but like even 2015, what, I don't think we would have been talking about how dominant Xbox Game Pass or subscription service like it would be, mm-hmm. right? Like I, in the site, so then to have xCloud and streaming and all this other stuff on the horizon, let alone whatever PlayStation 5 is bringing to the table, like it's so hard to say what is actually going to be there. Because remember, I always joke around about it, but like when we were coming out of the PS3 era, right, and getting ready for PlayStation 4 era, it was so much of like, well, yeah, like there won't be consoles after this one. You know what I mean? Like, this is a thing that's going away. That'll the one box will survive. Microsoft will get out of it. Yada, yada, yada. And like, this generation has been insane. Hmm. Let's get into your wrong. Neobiologist writes in and says, The direct is Thursday, not tomorrow. Yeah, I think I, I screwed that up when I was yelling at Tim. Uh, okay, okay. It's me. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Neobiologist also says, China stopped granting licenses to monetize online games in March 2018. That was when I was talking about the 10 cent thing of like trying to figure out when in our games daily history we were talking about that. And then Capitalist Pig writes in and says, uh, regarding uh, what 10 cent owns slash invests in, and he writes in with a bunch of numbers. So 100% of, 100% of Riot, uh, 84.3% of Supercell, 80% of Grinding Gear, with, which does Path of Exile. Uh, 40% of Epic, 5% of Activision Blizzard. Um, and then he says some more. Undisclosed amount of Blue Hole, PUBG, 5% of Ubisoft, 5% huh. of Paradox, parentheses, PC nerd games, 36% <laughs> of Fat Shark, Vermintide, and then 29% of Funcom. 
Interesting. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. So when that domino topples, prepare for the industry to be yeah. fucked. But I think that is worth noting that they own 100% of uh, Riot. Right. Um, or actually, no, I'm thinking of Blizzard. Sorry. So let's see. Play it. Did you write down how much Blizzard they own? Or Activision yes. Blizzard? 5% of Activision 5%. Blizzard. 5%. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. You, you, let me guess. You're because it's running off the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you click on them like that, you can then read them up here, and you can expand Ew. this down. That's what I do. So Smart. I drag that down, and then you can see the whole thing, and it text wraps. Smart. Uh, the more you know. Lord, this is how we teach the hosts as we go. Lord <laughs> of Pwn says near and the Dragon Guard series is owned by Square Enix, not Platinum Games. Platinum only worked on near Automata. Interesting. Uh, Alex Russ says the main character for Yakuza 7 isn't necessarily new. The main character is the main character in the Yakuza mobile game. The mobile oh, game. Fuck off. You know what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, well, in the mobile game, nobody cares about this. Whatever, whatever Animal Crossing on Switch debuts, and I'm like, oh, this is new. And you're like, oh, it was in pocket. Can't fuck off with this information. Am I wrong, Barrett? No, you're not. Thank you. I was going to say, yeah. It's not like it's Kiryu anymore. That was the old guy, right? Kazume. Or Kazum. Kaz. It was Kaz. Kaz. Let's see. Capitalist Pig says the Yakuza zombie game name was Yakuza Dead Souls. Uh Daniel Biologist says the Warcraft movie was based on Warcraft 1, the RTS, not World of Warcraft. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Sorry, dorks. You know what I mean? Uh, Borzen00 says World of Warcraft is based on Warcraft, the RTS game, right? They're all the same universe, though, kind of, yeah? Yeah, yeah, You're asking yeah. the wrong guy. They all got orcs and fucking dwarves and I think so. Snakes. But I don't want to say that 100% because you're wrong. This is going to keep going. Torches. They got torches, right? Uh, Boards in Zero Zero says, Greg, you're thinking of the effects. Ah, uh, yeah, the robots the, with the thing in their chest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Lord of Pwn says, Breaking. Lord of the Rings Golem announced for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC in 2021. I guess we'll talk about that tomorrow. Kebab says, The, comp- the compound name is Bleg. Okay, we already, we already talked about that. Uh, more team names. Uh, opinion in there. Da, 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 da. More breaking news about the AMD, the Xbox AMD, which we'll cover tomorrow, likely. <laughs> and I think that is it. There you go, nanobiologist. Yes, World of Warcraft is a direct sequel to Warcraft 1 through 3. So I was right. Fuck you. It's all in the same thing. Fuck you. Greg. Thanks yeah. for hosting with me. Hey, anytime, for today's kind of funny games daily. Are you ready for some post show? I am ready for a post show. Of course, you can check out that post show by subbing. Where Sirens are on our end. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Get your questions in. Get the free. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Get your questions in. Get the show ad free. And of course, get the exclusive post show. Awesome. Until next time. It's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>